Welcome back to the Quick Podcast. Today is Thursday, October 6th. We're back on the podcast. We have a couple talks to the topic today, such as NFL. Uh, we have some baseball to talk. Not a lot, but a little bit. We have some college football to talk. We have a couple other things to talk about. Some stupid topics Joe wants to talk about. Stupid topics. Uh, I'll even knock out some of the some So of we'll topics. start off with the se- seven, eight, whatever he is. Got seven, ahead. four. Okay, go ahead. I saw this video. Okay, the only reason I really wanted to talk about this, he's... Uh, I'm gonna get his name perfectly correct. Sorry. No, he won't. No one can pronounce it. No, I <laughs> it's can. It's a waste of time. No, I can't. Okay, I got it's this. A, he's a seven-four to... basketball player with skills like a point guard. And before, I, like his thirty-five. Name Vic, his yes. name is Victor Webanyama. Okay, like thirty-five seconds before this, me and Joe were arguing about this. I think it is stupid. Here's why I think it's stupid. He's a seven-four point guard with no muscle and no weight. True. It's like the same. It's like the EuroLeague's D two. The the M, NBA NBA is D one. Like you get bigger guys. Every dude is going to be six eight. But the but the EuroLeague is actually more physical than the NBA. Absolutely. But here's the thing. He's seven four, with no muscle. And no weight. Yeah, some muscle. He is not like but he's small for his size. He's he does not he's not as big as he should be. Right. Okay. But I'm saying with the skills that he has, he has the skills of a guy that should not be 250 pounds. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the the skills that I saw, I I have what not team seen. Team is gonna let him run as a point guard. He's not. He'll just he'll he'd have to be a, he'd have to be a wing. He'd have to be a power. He probably like he'd have to be just like a stretch four. Hey, that's what do you he'd have, have to be? be a stretch. All right, cool. Have you ever four. have you seen the power fours in the NBA? Yes, they're a lot bigger than him. Not taller, but they weigh about 100 pounds more than he does. Okay. Bigger like let's see, Bam's a good one. Bam out of bio, he's a great one. He's a stretch four. He plays center. Yeah. But but some of these things you're talking about was what how they were talking about Giannis. That's what Giannis yes, was. But Giannis, Giannis coming put into on fifty pounds of, of muscle in a season. Who who why would you tell me he, this guy wouldn't? He's already been playing professional how tall basketball. Is Giannis? He's six ten. Six ten, yeah. Something like that. And Giannis doesn't have point guard skills. Giannis right. wasn't trying to play a point guard. Giannis was at power okay. forward. Yeah, but and Giannis were... was Giannis was already bigger than that dude. No, I get that. Oh, one more taller guys are more injury prone. For sure. Like Yao Ming, injury prone. Chet Holmgren's injured. Okay, I get that. Now most seven footers tend to be injured or suck. A lot of seven footers suck because they're slow. Yeah, he has skills of a point guard. He's not going to play point guard. He's not going to run the floor, which is what he was doing in that video. He was running the floor. He was running the floor. He's not. The, no one's going to let him run the floor. The biggest point guard you're going to get is Lamella. That's the biggest point guard you're going to get. I get that. I'm not saying he's going to play again, guard. Even, even if he, he's going to play the power forward position, right? There's no way he can put on enough muscle to match up with other power forwards. Who that. He's one going to have to guard them. He's not going to be able to guard them. He might be able to score. He might be a KD, and I'm just going to shoot over you, right? But he, he can't. He can't. Yeah. Oh, he has point guard abilities. Cool. You're never going to play point guard, so that's useless to me. At a size you like need to that, go, that is I that know, is but very... you need to look at that dude and be like, go guard Giannis right now. Go guard LeBron right now. Go guard AD right now. Okay, he I... can't. Okay, but I'm, the way I'm ta- way I was thinking about this guy is the same – same kind of talk that everybody was talking about when um, why am I getting his name for the Pelicans? Um, why am I forgetting his name now? 
Oh man. Oh man. Freaking what's his face? It doesn't matter. With with other guys that are a lot bigger or a lot smaller that have different skill sets is what is what makes these guys unique. And I'm not and I'm not gonna sit here and say this guy's gonna come into the league and catch on fire. I'm saying it is a very alien like skill set. Whether that when it comes to he is an athletic guy, it's not like Chet Holmgren where he's white and he's not really that crazy athletic for what he was. That's something that Chet Holmgren had to deal with. He was slow, white, and had scales of a point guard, right? That he can, that can shoot, I that know, can dribble really well. But this it's guy, the fact of I, it doesn't matter if you have the skills of a point guard. That's not the skills you need at your size. Those are not the skills you need at your size. What do you mean? People are looking. The teams are looking for tall center like or stretch fours that can shoot and that can do stuff from the outside and is still athletic enough to do everything you okay, need to do. Okay, so he's at a stretch four, you lose he's losing half of the game. The point of being a stretch four is you're still a power forward. You can still guard, you can still guard the paint. Stretch that four, dude can't guard the paint. No, stretch four means he can play he will be a center slash slash four guard. Yeah, so what happens is on the defensive end, he will be the center. He will be the guy sitting there having to block shots. But and the, on the offensive side, you're gonna have your center. But your center's gonna have to go and guard him. Especially not with the people who are going to be driving on him. You're, not every point guard and shooting guard drives. So is he gonna be able to stop Giannis from driving? He'll be sitting there in the paint. He'll be there to block shots. That's what he. That's what he will do. Will he be able to block the somebody who's around his size? Will he be able to block their shot? Yes, he's that tall. Yes, that in that way is, that is that much bigger than him. What if somebody's just to back him down? He, nobody's going to be backing him down. He's playing center. Like I'm saying, he's going to be on the defensive side. He'll be playing center. Okay. Okay. I get, I get you. Are, I'm just saying the only reason I – like the big reason why I find this so so insane is that this will be a guy that NBA teams will be ruining their seasons for. Like that will be the next um, – the next – the process, whichever team decides, is going to be terrible, a la Oklahoma City which is kind of funny if they pick up Jack Homer again this past year and then pick up Webb and Yama next year. It'd be kind of insane. But there's going to be a lot of teams that are want to ruin their seasons to get a guy like that. That that is, a, that is a crazy talent that if he does put on some weight, we, we're, we're all going to be looking like, oh, this dude's kind of insane. And that's, that's all I'm saying. And part of the draft, and it comes both in the NFL and NBA, He's gonna get the NBA. it's a lottery ticket. He's going to get the NBA and never get a starting spot. You don't know that. I can guarantee that. People said about Giannis too, and he did it. I, and I'm saying you can't say, "Oh, he's not Giannis." I get that. Not everybody can be Giannis. But what I'm saying is, if he can be, if those skills can get into a more NBA-like body, which he's already playing with grown men in the Euro League, who is already playing more physical, so he's playing with other grown men. He's not playing in high school. He's playing in professional league where everybody's getting paid to play. So with all that being the case, he does. He's showing some skills in order that will translate to the NBA. And I get it. He will have to gain weight. He will. That's going to be something he'll have to do. But he's not... There's a frame that he can grow into. It's not like Chet Holmgren where he's all skin and bone. Webanyam will be able to fill out his frame a little bit and gain some weight. Chet Holmgren, not necessarily the case. So that's all I'm saying about. And and I get it. You don't find it interesting right now. But six, eight months from now, there will be a team that has barely won any games that are like, oh, we all know they're... They're, they're losing their season for that guy. And that's the reason I wanted to talk about it. Whether you're in on it or not. That's it. Am I going to talk about the other stuff I kind of had had planned? Draymond punching Jordan Poole in the face. 
like you said, does it really matter? Not necessarily in the long run. If he gets suspended, I that'll think, make it. I that'll, think that'll the matter. Warriors get rid of Draymond. I don't think they. He, the, they won't get rid of either. They're not going to pay Draymond how he wants to be paid, and I think he leaves. They're not going to get rid of either. But they're I also, not going to try to. They, they're going to try to keep Draymond, but they're not going to give him the money he wants. Not at his age. I don't think any team will give him the money he wants. Exactly. So I believe Draymond is going to leave the Warriors. No, because I like I said before this, and it would, if it comes down to it, if it's Pool or Draymond, they're going to pick Pool. Oh, I get that, but I also Draymond's a legacy. He's a legacy for the team. Uh huh. But, but I think they win that championship again last year without Draymond. But it's all about what he's going to get paid. I think if if he goes out and tries to play with any other team, I don't think any team would give him more money than what the Warriors will give him right now because he fits. He is the Warriors' way. He is the Warriors' heartbeat. That that is the guy that makes everything work in the Warriors organization. So. I honestly don't. I honestly think he would leave the organization, try to go, try to find somewhere else to pay him. Nobody else was going to pay him, so I do think, I do think he will end up staying with the Warriors because that's the only team that will still be able to find him valuable, even though he's not the same player he once was. That's all I'm talking about. And, I, and him punching Jordan Poole, obviously, maybe it's him just setting a tone like he always does. He's trying to be that guy. And if Jordan Poole signs the extension and gets all the money that Golden State's going to give him, it won't matter. But if you get, but if Draymond gets suspended and then acts insane and doesn't play after that, or asks for a trade or something like that, then it'll become a bigger issue. And I get it; you're not very interested, but it's something that's happening on Twitter, and I figured we should talk about it. And that's it. We just did. We just did. We talked about both your issues that I give not one f about, and it was good. Cool. Next topic: Rutgers and Ohio State. So recently, the Ohio State team has an Aussie punter. And an Aussie punter means they kind of... You need context around this. All right, so... Ohio State was already beating up on Rutgers. Game was pretty much out of hand. Um, Ohio State was up 39 to 10 at this point. No, sorry. 49 to 10 was the score of this game. Okay, I'm going to look up the score just in case, but Ohio State is winning. We already beat up on them, ran them for a bunch of yards all over them. It was insane, right? So maybe Ohio State fan, yeah, I'm very happy. I'm looking at, hey, we should be putting in our, our backups pretty soon, get them some time and all that. So Ohio State finally does not, because we're just running the football at this point. We're in the, I think this is in the fourth quarter. Um, we are running the football. One, two, three plays in a row. It's fourth down. We are now going to punt the football to Rutgers. We're saying, hey, we're just trying to run out the clock, make sure we're getting out of this game healthy. We're not going to try to score on you anymore because obviously we were doing that already. They go to punt. The punter is an Aussie punter, like Jay said, and he was going to, about to punt, because Aussie punters, they either run to the left or to the right, depending on which side's their dominant side, and they run five to ten steps, and they go ahead and punt the ball. Our Aussie punter um, went and went to kick it, looked up, saw 30 yards worth of open grass, and he took it. He ran about 30-something yards down the field, gets the first down, and goes to go out of bounds, right? He get, He gets out of bounds, Two or three steps out of bounds. So he was very securely out of bounds. And then one of the defensive players for, well, one of the receiving players for Rutgers technically, comes up, blasts him on the sideline. It becomes a huge thing. Players going after players. Nobody really starts throwing punches or anything, but everybody's getting each other's faces. Um, the coach for Rutgers comes over, and he is, why am I forgetting that coach's name? I will, uh, I will remember his name in a second. But he comes over to the Ohio State, because this is all happening on the Ohio State sideline, where uh, Jesse Murko, who was the punter that got blasted on the play, 
he got hurt. So, well, not hurt, but he got blasted on the sideline. So their coach for Rutgers comes over, tries to get his players off because obviously everybody's trying to get their players out without fighting or staying in the game and all that. And then he takes that opportunity to yell at Ryan Day about how that is a that's a that's a chump move. It's a bush league move. It's a bush league move. You shouldn't have done that. Why would you call for a fake punt? You're already beating us by 39. Okay, and Ryan Day is kind of yelling the other way, saying, "Hey, you guys can't do that to my player. I can't believe you would say that about me. All that, all such and such, right?" So that coach coming over did not have. Obviously, he didn't know that it was not a plan. It was a thing. punter's decision. Hunter saw the open field and made his own decision to do it. If it was a called play, that is one thing. But the reason why that play even happened was because Rutgers was overloading the box to one side, trying to get the punt blocked, and then left nobody to cover the punter who was an Aussie punter. So none of that would have happened if Rutgers would have just played the punt like normal, got the ball back, and started playing offense, getting their guys more reps. Because at the end of the game, Ohio State's the better team. They've won. They're scoring more points. Ohio State has waved the white flag saying, hey, we're done. We're not going to score anymore. We're going to throw in our backups. We're just trying to get out of this game healthy. But Rutgers wasn't doing that. They Rutgers, were still trying to win. They were trying. They, they were still trying their hardest to win the game. Which is the idea of if you're going to keep trying, why am, I, why am I then going to take out my starters so you can try to keep winning? And I agree with Joe. If they're going to keep trying to win – I'm not taking up my starters. I'm not going to let up so you can come back. Because it doesn't make sense to me. And, in all honesty, I've... Greg Shiana is the coach's name, by the I've way. I've always Can't thought like this. is If they're going to keep trying to win, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing my heart out. You want to win, so I'm going to keep playing. At this point, and Greg Shiano is the coach for Rutgers, as I just said while just talking. Kind of sorry about that. You're cool. But he is notorious for being the guy to try trick plays to be trying too hard late in the, in the NFL where he had an NFL head coaching job. He was facing with, I guess it was with Tampa Bay, I believe. Um, he was coaching Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they were facing another team. The other team was going to win. They were going into victory formation, saying pretty much, hey, we're going to kneel this ball out, let the time go, we're going to finish this game off. It's pretty much a both sides agreeing that, hey, this game's over, we're just trying to get out yes. of this healthy. He coached his team to on the victory formation to go all out and try to get to the football. In a way that, like, that doesn't happen in the NFL. Like, in the NFL, once you get to a certain point, victory formation, the other team is like, hey, we're just trying to get out of this healthy. He coached his team to do something that's way outside of everybody's comfort zone and tried for way too hard for no reason where there was no chance to win at that point. And he's also the guy that's going to coach a bunch of trick plays and all of this, especially in college, is what he's been doing. A lot of trick plays, a lot of, do th- a lot of things to stay into these games that his team's definitely not as talented to to win these games, right? Which is one thing because I'm like, hey, you're trying your best to win. But he's one guy to do this when they're losing by a lot of points and the other team has decided, hey, we're not going to be scoring on you anymore. All this being the case, it, it kind of brought up the question of, hey, if one team is, if the winning team is putting in their backups and deciding, hey, we're not going to do this anymore, why does the other team that is losing, especially a Rutgers who is a Big Ten team, it's one thing if Ohio State was playing a, you know, a Buffalo, a Akron, yeah, Akron or teams that are like they're getting paid two million dollars for their team to come get beat up on in Ohio State. That's one thing. That's something totally different. But it's another Big Ten team that comes into Ohio Stadium, and you're beating them, and they expect that team then 
Greg Schiano, the coach, expects you to stop trying as hard, first off, and then take out your starters, second off. And then third off, when you have those secondary guys in, hey, they should not be trying trying to trying as hard to score to make our team I, look bad. I just don't understand. I'm that. just like that's a trip well, like if you you can't have it both ways. I don't understand trying not to score. How was that how does that help your guys if you are making your guys try till the end? If the other team has laid down and said, hey, you're not a threat to me. They've laid down a, like, I don't understand. They're laid down and said, hey, you guys aren't a threat to us. We're not going to try as hard. How does that help your team out? If you're saying, we're just going to play to the end so our guys can get more grit. I'm like, then let the other team try too. Like, it, yes, it helps you gain, you get more grit if the other team's still trying. Especially what if we're putting our backups by, in. by nothing, by you doing nothing? And I, and I get my privilege of Ohio State's secondary guys are, are good enough to go start anywhere else in the country. I get that. So yeah, I get it. If we're if we're beating you by a lot, let's take out our starting guys, put in our secondary guys. But you guys, those guys should be able to play with the full playbook, and keep scoring if it becomes necessary. Ohio State got some uh, some backlash when they were beating up beating up on Toledo a couple weeks ago when the secondary guys, the second stringers and third stringers came out and they scored another fourteen points when we took out our starters. Everybody's like, why would you keep doing that? You should wave the white flag. It should be a mercy rule. I'm like, the other team's still trying. So why would we? I don't. So why would we? I'm stop? not gonna stop trying because you suck. I'm sorry, I can't. It doesn't make sense. The unwritten rules of football sometimes are very stupid, and I'm saying unwritten there like, rules of every sport suck. Baseball unwritten rules suck so bad. I hate that. Oh yeah, if I'm gonna throw an if I'm gonna throw an outfielder out there to throw pitches, you don't expect my batters to come up and I'm swing the crap that out of thing it five nine times, out especially of 10. when play, especially in professional leagues where players get paid off of their stats and all that, like. If they see a meatball like that, you should I get take a it somewhere. I, for every one home run, I get a, I get a hundred thousand dollars. You kidding me? Of course, that's a free hundred thousand. Like that's it's like, I'm like all these things. Like we're dealing with, I we're dealing with close to grown I'm dealing people with here. Professionals. These, these, these are college kids, they're now getting paid from their name, image, and likeness. I'm not gonna call. It's professional. This is all professional. Everybody's yes, getting paid millions. Professionals. Everybody's making money. Like at some point, you have to realize that everybody's big boy enough to handle. Oh, the things that are coming. That. Yes, you can. But I don't understand. These aren't five, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds. This is they, these are all grown men and women that decide to do these things, and I like you have to accept that. And I think Greg Giano was trying to have it both ways, and especially being the guy that does a lot of trick plays and all that, he's just not that guy to give out that message. He's not. He's just not. And that's all I have on that. And the, into the other, um, and that's one of like other big stories. I did want to talk about some of the NFL. Uh, the sorry, the college football games that happened last weekend, nothing honestly that big. I just wanted to talk about some of the scores and some of the big things that I saw. Um, let's see. Oh, UCLA still undefeated, uh, beat fifteenth rank fifteenth ranked Washington. Um, that's a big win just for UCLA. Even though their fans don't like to go to their games, like their game, like their games are like, like they they have room for like. I forget how many they have room for, but they are probably filling up their stadium by like 20%. Like that's how bad it is. But I, one of the things that nobody likes to talk about is the fact that um, the Coliseum where UCLA plays their football is 45 minutes away from their campus. They don't, what? (laughs) You didn't know that, did you? Like, so I get like on a Saturday, like. I'm not driving that far. No, actually this is on a Friday night. Especially if I'm a college student, I'm broke. I ain't got the money for gas. In California? 45 minutes away? Ain't nobody got the money for gas in California. 
the horseshoe is literally right there on campus, right there. It's a five, 10 minutes walk, depending on where you're at, at different places on campus. It's easy, easy walk. Like other campuses around the United States are they're in they're where they're at, where they're supposed to be near the campus. You're not even on 45 minutes away, 45 minutes. I get why I, fans don't really have anything to like complain about. But when it comes to the students, I get why. Hey, I'm not going to go 45 minutes on a Friday night when I can be out partying or doing something different. But I hate I hate to see that because UCLA is playing really good football. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the guy that's been been there for like four years now, has been playing really good football, playing really good for them, and they beat a 15th ranked Washington team. And I think UCLA will play. I think they play Washington State this week, and I think they play Oregon next week, or or um or USC, one of the two. But it's also going to be one of those. May games. Pac-12 has a couple of teams that have a chance to get into the playoff if they manage to play very well throughout the season. UC, uh, USC, obviously one of them. Utah is another one of them. And then UCLA has kind of emerged to be one of those other teams that if they can uh, go undefeated or have a very good record, maybe they can represent the Pac-12 in the playoff for the first time in a while. Because let's be honest, they haven't had somebody in the playoff for like two or three years now. All right, talk about Ohio State Rutgers. Oh, Georgia barely beat Missouri, twenty-six to twenty-two. Um, Georgia, I think Missouri. Missouri is a bad football team. They have, they were are two and three now with the loss of Georgia. Um, Missouri is not a good football team, and they managed to stop Georgia from scoring. The same Georgia team that scored like sixty points on Oregon and against a bunch of other teams doesn't look like the dominant team they once did. Um, if you can stop Georgia's running game, it looks like that offense is very ordinary. Their lack of explosiveness in the wide receiver room is definitely very apparent if you can stop their run game. And they can't trust their quarterback to really make up for the lack of explosiveness like Bama, who has obviously Bryce Young, who can make up for that with his athleticism and his great play. Georgia can't rely on that, and I think that's some that's a real big blemish on Georgia. Two weeks in a row, Georgia has struggled, and I think going into playing some of the better teams in the SEC, Georgia actually might lose a couple of games because of how their defense isn't necessarily locked down like it was last year. Their tight ends are amazing, but if they they're not running the football, it looks like their offense kind of is me in the river without a paddle kind of thing, you know. Mm. Um, Bama. Beat Arkansas, but honestly, the big story coming out of this game was Bryce Young um, injuring his AC joint and his throwing shoulder. Throwing shoulder. Um, he's probably not going to play this week, but they do play. I forget who they play this week. Um, they play Texas A&M, which is a kind of like a revenge game based on how those two coaches, both Nick Saban and um, and Jimbo, were talking about each other at the begin at the, in the before the season started. But even still, I think with their um their backup quarterback at Alabama, yeah, he's just not a great coach. He won one national championship with Florida State, and he's kind of been coasting off of that pretty much ever since because he hasn't really been good uh, ever since then. Um, Bama's probably going to beat that team by a lot with their backup quarterback. He's really not a big thrower, um, but he's able. To, he has crazy athleticism, so you're going to have the quarterback run game going along with their normal run game. Their run game is going to going to be enough to beat up on. Um, Texas A&M because I think Texas A&M offense is still very bad. Um, their defense is good, but their their offense is just so bad. I think their defense will hold on for the first 
first half, and I just think Bam will kind of pull away in the end um, for this week's come, upcoming game. Um, Michigan took care of business against Iowa 27-14. Iowa's defense is looked at as okay in the Big Ten. Um, still can't really say how good Michigan actually is because they haven't really played anybody, but what are you going to do? Clemson beat NC State. That was a ranked-on-ranked matchup. Clemson being 5, NC State, NC State 10. DJ did just enough to win, 245 yards and a touchdown. He's been looking okay over the last couple weeks. Last week he threw for, like, heck, 300 yards, five touchdowns. This week he didn't do as much of that, but he did everything he needed to do. He had 73 yards uh, rushing and two touchdowns. Um, Clemson, that defense is coming. That defense is pretty good, and that offense is coming along, so good for them. Um, if Clemson – Clemson has pretty much beat all of the best teams on their schedule, so if they end up going out the rest of the season – They'll probably make the playoffs just based on being Clemson. Um, USC looked good against Arizona State. I hate that so much. What? You're going to make it because you're this team. You're going to make it because you're this team. Probably. It's like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, you know, you're going to make it because you're Ohio State. There's nothing I could do. Like, that's so annoying. That's annoying. We still have to be the teams in the big I side. understand. But the fact that you could lose two games and still be like, they might make it because they're Ohio State. The fact I have to worry about you making it. All I know is is that Clemson, the I, I would say the ACC is not that bad this year. The ACC have a lot, has more good teams than usual. So with Clemson already pretty much taking out the meat of their schedule and having the rest of the season pretty much hopefully to get better, keep winning games, and hopefully be ready by the end of the season – is a testament to them, I guess, but I still don't trust that offense against a, a, a very stout team against like the top teams in the, um, in college football. So yeah, they could, they are pretty much in prime position to make the playoffs as long as they handle business. And there's nothing else we could do about that, but you know, it's better than most years, I guess. Um, Ole Miss took out Kentucky. Kentucky was ranked seven, Ole Miss 14. Um, Oklahoma state got their, um, their revenge from last year from the, um, Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State won that game 36-25. Penn State barely beat Northwestern. Maybe that's just a sleep. Um, they were kind of sleeping that game, and they just decided not to show up, but only beating Northwestern by t- 10 points when Northwestern's 1-4, and four, um, a definite problem. Um, Utah's care of business. Oregon's still winning pretty big. Um, Mississippi State beat Texas A&M going um, this past weekend, and... I got no other games to talk. Oh, Pitt lost. Pitt, after all that talk coming into the season by their head coach, talking about how their offense was too pass heavy and they weren't do it and they weren't running enough. And then next thing you know, you fire that offense coordinator, get somebody else in, and then you guys aren't really scoring a lot of points, not really getting a lot of it done. I did, I think just takes go. This goes to show that um, maybe Pitt needs to have a better offense, a la with what they had with Kenny Pickett last year. And the offense coordinator that they fired. Yeah, but not 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 everyone can have a five year starter. That's true. No, I get that. And trust me, me being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I have to I have to worry about if Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy. So, trust He's me. Not. Trust me. I am not I am not the guy to talk about me talking trash about anything because I am not the of my own issues being a fan. And with that, let's talk about uh, the games from last week and talk about how we did. Record wise and picking the games. Okay. Uh last week was week four. Could you turn the light? Why is your room so dark? Why is it so dark in here? I'm sorry. 
Can we uh, do something? Give, give me just a second. No, it's you fine. Got, you I'll, got just, I'll just get a flashlight, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we're a poor, apparently. So, uh, week one with Thursday night game was oh, Miami. We already talked about that game, though. Huh? We already talked about that game. We talked about it last week on the podcast. No, Actually, no we didn't. Oh, yeah, we podcast before the game. I know. Not week one was Miami versus week four. It's week four. Week four, game one, was Miami versus Cincinnati. Me and Joe both picked Miami. Uh, Cincinnati came out with a victory. Good for you. Tua got hurt this game. Now, let's start this. Badly hurt. When he was hurt last game, that looked like a balance issue when he went to stand up. He was seeing stars, for sure. Okay. And they they investigated, and they fired the guy that did that, that did the review with Tua. I would have looked at him and be like, spell your name. Not the first, the last. Spell your last name. It like there's so many more things they should have done, and he came back in this game and he got hurt, hurt like was not moving. Well, no, 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 no. He finished out that game. Yes, and then came back game, in this game. Came back in that Thursday night and game. He four, got hurt, hurt. Four day, four days from the last game to that game that they were playing at that Thursday night. Gets hurt, gets tackled again, slams his head on the ground. He gets up, his and hands he, he are stiffens up. He his, never, yeah. he, he never moves. That from launches the investigation. He, from when he went that. down, it, no, they launched the investigation before that. No, they didn't. They yes, did they it. did. Oh yeah, you're right. You know you're right. God, it let, picked, let me tell it. I know what I'm talking it about. It picked up steam after God, that shut up. second injury. Let me talk. Okay, got it. My bad. My bad. Uh, he stiffens up. He cannot move his hands. He does not move for 30 straight minutes. The we go through the entire thing. He never moves once. From when they from when he lands on the ground to where he gets on the cart, he never moves. Right. So that was his worrisome. So me and Joe both got that game wrong. Oh God! Oh, moral of that story is he's not playing this week. I, I'm just saying, like, and the NFL is going to make some more drastic changes to the way they no, do it. No, they're not. Well, they've already said if somebody gets yeah, up and doesn't, change. no, they're not. They okay? I'm just saying what they have said. Okay, give me a second. They pretty much already said that if a player shows that they cannot keep balance or something like that, looks like something egregious, they're going to keep the player out of the game, no matter if he passes the protocol or not. That's the only thing that's really come out as of yet. Like, but like you said, they did fire the guy that gave two of that test, um, the neurological test in the first game. Um, but as to any other changes, they're probably going to do that sometime this season. But as of right now, the one I said was the only thing that they've changed just thus far. Now you keep going. Sorry, but make sure I got all this, all the information out there. All right, good. I'm about to rip you asunder. The next pick, uh, the Jets in Pittsburgh. Zach Wilson is now Pittsburgh's father. Oh boy. Uh, Zach Wilson grittied on their field. Uh, Kenny he Pickett did. came in that game, and Kenny Half Pickett time. looked bad. No, he didn't. He threw three picks. I can tell you, two of those picks, one, I, right real off of quick, Claypool's real hands. Quick. I did. That was the only pick I saw, and I did see that, that one. Right that off one of Claypool's was bad. hands. Claypool had the ball in his hands. It came. He Claypool, out. Claypool was six four. The the DB that was on him was five ten. There should be and you. There should be no reason Claypool should not have came out with that ball. The other one was a high-pointed ball to Pat Fryermuth that he went Fryermuth went to go catch. It wasn't even a bad throw ball. He was just kind of put it in a place where he only he could catch it. Bounces off Fryermuth's hands, goes right into the DB's hands. That one not on him. And then the last one, he was throwing up a a hope a pray what a is Hail it Mary. a hail mary kind of throw at the end of the game. Other player catches it. So those three cool. picks are not on him. Okay, Zach not Wilson's still your father. That I that was like I tweeted that was a low. It's point. almost as bad. That's oh, it's not as bad as Kirk Cousins gritting on your field. 
Kirk Cousins never did that. I know, but it's worse because Kirk Cousins did it to somebody last year. I think oh, it was the Eagles. Because I, think he, I think he gritted Yes, the that Eagles is a too. low point for me as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I tweeted it that. Be. And it was. It was bad. And we should not have lost to the Jets. We're a better team than them. And our heck, Kenny Pickett came in, scored two touchdowns. And our defense had a chance to pretty much hold it at the end of the game. They had the lead, and they couldn't get the job done. Without having a guy like T.J. Watt in the field to wreak havoc, um, it is going to be very hard for them to hold up on the back end, and that's pretty much how it played out. Okay, next game was Minnesota versus uh, the Saints. Minnesota won that game. Double doinks. They, they double doinked uh, off the uprights. The Saints uh, did Saints at the end did. of the game. That was just bad. Cleveland versus Atlanta was a long, drawn-out game. Uh, it, it ended up with an Atlanta victory. Surprise to everybody. Atlanta doesn't seem as bad as they really are. Cleveland got ran all over. They, they did. ran the football down their throat. The Falcons did. Uh, Dallas versus Washington. Dallas won that game with kind of no rope. That defensive line's really good. Yeah. And Dallas was really it's just Carson really good Wentz team. still sucks. And Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush same, is like, good. Causing a stir. I don't think he's that good. I just think, I think he's going to make everybody quit. I you, I didn't tell you this. I met a Dallas fan today at work. I meet a Dallas fan every okay, day at work. But I asked him. I asked him, like, hey, how do you feel? Like, are you, I asked him, are you a Cooper Rush fan now? He's like, no, I'm not really. But he's like, I never really believed in Dak to begin with. I looked at him and I'm like, you know what? I love the honesty. He's like, you know what? When I saw the way Dak played and I'm like, He's like, with all that money we're paying him, I just don't think it's ever going to be worth what we have. And I'm like, you know what? Kind of makes sense with Cooper Rush doing what he's doing, right? It shows that if you could just have a serviceable guy in there, run the football. I said this last week. Yeah, for sure. And I said it last week, too. I know, but it's the idea of I don't think Cooper Rush is better. I don't think Cooper Rush is more talented. I I think they run a better offense around him. I just think, one, he's cheaper. Two, he's playing. He's playing. Dak is never playing. Well, Dak, when's the last time Dak played a full season? It's been a few, few years. He didn't yeah. play it last year. He didn't play it the year before. He wasn't the year before, and it wasn't the year before. I think it was like his second or third season is the first time he played a full Look, season. I get, I get that, but some of these things are outside. I know, but when you have five straight seasons, this dude's hurt. Oh, he broke his pinky. Oh, he broke his big toe. Like, that's the, that's the, that's the injuries he's getting. I get that, but I also but am I going to make it about the injury? paying him? How much are they paying him? Like thirty five a year. All right, thirty five million compared to you can pay that. You can pay Cooper Rush fifteen. Well, the money like so I get that, but I also but like if you can pay Cooper Rush fifteen, do the same thing Dak's about to do. But that's the thing. I think if they put that same offense around Dak, I think he would flourish. But what makes that yeah, weird is that you paid wrong, him, but you paid him thirty five mil. No, but that's the thing. When I they, know, but they've given Dak everything he's ever wanted, and Dak can't. Yeah, flourish. but when they have Dak out there, they don't play this with the same offense. When they have Dak, that's a di- that's the difference. When they have Dak out there, they play like, hey, we have a thirty five million dollar quarterback. We have to the football. Why? Why would? I would why would we not? Right? They're playing like they have a very expensive guy at quarterback, and I, mean, I get that. But they made a mis- I think that would be them trying to make up for their mistake of paying him that much to begin with because I don't think he is a $35 million quarterback that can put the whole team on his back and win a game. No one thinks that. Saying he can win he can win the ball, win the game, play, uh, throwing 40 times. But if they played the same way they're playing with Cooper Rush, saying, hey, we're going to run the football effectively, we're going we're gonna to stick to the run, which is what they've been doing with Cooper Rush, and, and it's worked, and then they're asking Cooper Rush to make five throws a game 
that you have to be perfect on, and he's done that. And I think if they did, had Dak do that same thing, they would keep winning, but it wouldn't be worth the money that they paid Dak. So that's with those two things, they're kind of opposite things that are leading to things happening that probably shouldn't happen. So with the money they're paying him, they would probably never going to run the offense they need to in order for Dak to flourish in the long run, like what they were doing with his rookie year when he came in and won all those games after Tony Romo got hurt. So that's all I got to say on Dak. I think that that fan kind of showed me like, hey, there are some well-mannered, thoughtful Dallas fans out there. They're not all crazy people. So just story time. a well-mannered Dallas fan. I said some. There's a. I've only met one. And I've met one. No, that's the one between the both of us. <laughs> the dude I meet every day is like 65 and it's insane. Okay. Wears a huge Dallas Cowboy hat. Okay, so no. we, only, we only have proof of one. All right, He's a crazy got person. Got it. Okay, only got Next, proof of one. Speaking of ba- backup quarterbacks, uh, Seattle versus Detroit. Seattle won this game. Geno Smith is playing better than Russell Wilson. So now it bars the question, was the Seattle problem a Russell Wilson, a Seattle problem? Or was it a Russell Wilson problem? It was problem? both. It was both. It was both. But Geno Smith is playing perfectly fine. He's actually playing pretty well. But now, I'm be real, that Detroit and Seattle game was the worst offensive game I've ever turned on in my life. What do you it mean? It was not a good offensive game. I don't know what you mean by that. Cause it was not a good offensive G- game. Because Jared Goff had five touchdown passes. It was boring. I didn't like it. Then again, I don't. I have no stake in Seattle or Detroit, but Seattle's just bad. All right, but Geno Smith has played better than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has paid very, played very, 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 very poorly. And Russell Wilson has played better teams than Geno. If we're going to be honest here, okay. And I also think Russell Wilson's offense coordinator slash coach is kind of kind of sorry. Geno Smith played Russell Wilson week one. Playing against the Broncos, and they won that game. Week two, I think Seattle played against who they play against and lose to San Francisco. They lost to San Fran, the Niners, yes. Okay, and then week three, the two wins they have were against anything. teams that weren't. I need you to like circle things when you do this. This is why I do this. You don't circle things. I have to now look through all of them to see who won. Okay. Sorry. Christ. Seattle. Sorry, um, Denver lost to San Fran. No, I'm talking about Seattle. So, talking about Seattle. They I'm lost sorry. to Atlanta. Okay. So, so this is what I'm saying. I think Geno's playing perfectly well. I just don't think they're going to sit there and be like, hey, we're a better team with Geno rather than Russell Wilson. That's not the case. But I also think Russell Wilson's having his own issues. Grass is not always greener. His coach is not coaching that well when, when with late-game situations, as well as the offense isn't doing that as, as well around him. Um, Cortland Sutton is a really good wide receiver, but Jerry uh, Jerry Judy hasn't necessarily been dynamite like we all thought. I know, but every wide receiver on the Denver team is dropped. The, offense, the offensive line? body cannot. Hold the ball. Cortland Sutton's good. No, he's I know, really good. But Cortland Sutton's had some really bad drops too. No, that's Jerry Judy. He's Cortland Sutton's been actually really good. Um, but the offensive line still isn't good. Not as good as what was advertised when he first went there. Um, play calling isn't great. I just think there's a lot of things Russ Wilson's dealing with that by the end of the season will look a lot better rather than Seattle getting some wins against teams that are, are not that good either. So I think Seattle will still be looking at a top five or ten pick or so. Um, I just think Russ Wilson will, in the long term, 
Russell Wilson will come out better in this situation. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's it's all on Russell Wilson. He was making a big deal to nothing. He shouldn't have left. No, there was problems there. It was time for both team, both parties, both Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks to part ways. Um, I think it's going to be better for both of them, but not willing to sit there and blame Russell Wilson as the problem. Okay. All right. Uh, we have Tennessee, Indiana. Tennessee won that game. Indiana does not look good. Uh, Matt Ryan is not the fix they needed, and I feel like they should just go draft a guy. Derrick Henry probably had his best game he's had this season yeah. so far. Uh, Indiana needs to go draft somebody. They can't just keep trying to throw in a quarterback and hope it fixes it. That they, is true. They have a good team. They just need to go draft somebody. Uh, you know, honestly, like it doesn't even matter if it's a third round guy. If it's somebody you can just you can take a shot on and look like, oh, he might be good. Or someone you don't have to pay a whole bunch of money and you can work with, it'll be okay. Like Davis Mills has done better. I don't think Houston's going to keep him forever. Nope. But that's somebody Indiana could be like. You know what? He might turn out to be something okay. I don't think it's all Matt Ryan. I don't think, I don't he's think it's the only either, issue. But I think they are at a point where they can no longer just find a guy and throw him in. But their team is too good to go sell and go get a quarterback in the draft. That's true. No, I get that. So they're stuck at a crossroads of I of their kind of loss ideologies. Yes. Yeah. Do we just sell on the team? Because one, your offensive line is really good. Uh, guys like Quentin Nelson, it, dude's a freaking monster. You can't just sell on the offensive line because the offensive line is going to get old. Got it. Yeah. And by sure. the time your your project quarterback or your first round quarterback gets old, gets ready to like, oh, we're we're in playoff contention. Your old line's not old. Yeah, for sure. So I think Indiana just either has to figure it out with Matt Ryan or they're going to have to keep taking chances on guys. Their their band-aids even having a quarterback hasn't really worked out so far. Yeah. Matt Ryan hasn't played ter- – well, he's played terribly over a couple of these yes. games. But they need but a- he's not the only problem. They're, they no. can't really run the football right now. Yes. Their defense isn't necessarily doing everything that they set out to with their defense being as one of the highly touted ones that everybody was looking at going into the season. Um, and Tennessee just played really good football. I think we were all kind of down on Tennessee – um, going into the season, I was definitely down on Derrick Henry. He has kind of been showing flashes. Will he be able to sustain that over a whole season? I highly doubt it, but he will definitely keep showing hints of greatness that he's always had. So with all that being the case, and Ryan Tannehill doing just enough, he 137 yards and two touchdowns. I'm like sitting there like, they're not lighting the world on fire. Fire. I said fire, fire but they're, they're doing enough to win. I think at some point, I think Tennessee is just, they're just doing just enough to win, and that's that's an attestment to them. Next game. Okay, next game was Chicago and the Giants. Me and Joe split this game. I picked the Giants. Joe picked Chicago. I was correct. The Giants are now 3-1. and one. This is the first time in like 20 years they've been 3-1 starting the season. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's been 20 years. But it's been something like that. That's kind of crazy. It's been a while. The Giants are the only are one of the only teams that are 3-1. and one. That's not fun. That's not a fun statistic. I don't like thinking about it. That's true. Uh, next game was Philadelphia versus Jacksonville. Philadelphia won. That was kind of an easy call. Jacksonville got off to a 14-point lead, though, and Jack and pretty much the Eagles had to come back in that game in the crazy elements. It's a testament to them because not only are they do are they winning games, the only undefeated team in the league, when everything's perfect, everything's going well, but they're also coming back in games. They're doing everything. I just think their whole team is very talented. Yeah. Their defensive backfield, their corners are monsters. Slay is pretty much taking out every wide receiver he's gone against this season. Like, they are a, probably the most 
talented team in the NFL right. from top to bottom. All right, next team, Buffalo versus Baltimore. Baltimore led this game almost the entire time until the fourth quarter. Until the fourth just, quarter. And Josh Allen, being Josh Allen, did what he does. He won the game. Uh, it was a very good game. Very good game. Baltimore's defense did just kind of let it slip away. Of course, Josh. Oh, the, Harbaugh, he had a chance at the end of the game. They were going to go for. Yeah. They had either could go for the touchdown and go up seven. Seven. Yeah. Was it seven? Yeah. Or or go up four. Go up four where they needed a touchdown. No, 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 no. no. It was seven. What are you doing? It was seven. Okay, yeah. Or they could sit there and go for the field goal, go up go up three where they pretty much needed a needed a field goal to tie. Right? So they could have gone up twenty three to twenty, but they decided to go for it and try to go up more points and they didn't make it. And then after the game <clears throat> Actually, during the game, there was a defensive player that came after Harbaugh and pretty much said, hey, you should trust in the defense. You should be doing things. You should be trusting in the defense more. The defense has been Swiss cheese this season. It's been awful. I and I think the coach pretty much said, hey, I'm going to make the best decision. I was belie- He was believing in his MVP, quarter- his MVP p- candidate of a quarterback that they could do it. And it didn't happen. And that's pretty much how things, hap- how things go sometimes. Um, but... The Bills did score 13 unanswered points in the second half. Their defense is not good. I think their off the Ravens offense could have done a little bit more in trying to stop, um, run the football more, try to run the clock. Because I think it's like the how they're going to have to play. Because their defense is not as stout and as suffocating as they once was. And I think that this puts more of the onus on the Ravens offense to play more complimentary, not score as fast, try to play takeaway a little bit more with their great rushing attack. And that's just going to be how it's going to have to be for the Ravens this season. They're still a good football team. It's just their defense is ju- definitely a a commodity, not commodity, um, a ball and chain, if you will, onto the Ravens season because their offense has been playing very well. Um, Jackson, Lamar Jackson has been playing very well. I just think they're going to have, have to change the way their mindset is a little bit. I think their defense is going to have to get their mind about the fact that they're not as good as they once was. Okay. We have Houston versus the Chargers. Chargers won that game. I don't know what you want me to say about that. Eckler, three touchdowns. Played very well. Eckler was just really good running the ball and receiving the ball. Yep. Uh, Herbert's still amazing. 342 touchdowns with some messed up cartilage in his ribs. Okay. Uh, Then was Carolina versus Arizona. Baker Mayfield still sucks. Yes, he does. Uh, Cardinals did enough. That's all I got. He's not the fix for Carolina. Good to know. They're waiting for Sam Darnold to get healthy. New England versus Green Bay. This was very boring. This was not a very good game. At the it start. went to overtime, though. I know. Bailey Zappi had to come into this game. I know. But here's the thing. Why did it go into overtime? What about the Patriots says, yeah, we can take on Green Bay? A. Now, real quick. Patriots do enough defensively is to stay in football Patriots, games. Is the Patriots being good or Green Bay being bad? I just think their offense isn't that efficient. They still have problems offensively. And with the Patriots, their defense maybe isn't great, but it's not going to make mistakes. And if you're it's a, it's a veteran is, defense. And if your offense isn't going to do things to put the ball down the field, score, and that's one thing that the Packers have had problems with as of late, with um, their wide receivers not looking as great, I just think Packers will end up being very good by the end of the season, but I think right now they're going through some growing pains. All right. Next game was Denver versus Las Vegas. Las Vegas won this game. That was a split that we had. Did I pick the Raiders? Yes, it was a split. Joe picked the Raiders. He was correct on that. Next game was Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. Joe picked 
Tampa Bay for whatever reason. I was believing in their defense. That was stupid. Kansas City scored all over them. That yes, was they very did. enlightening. And the last game was the Rams versus San Francisco, where the Rams won this game. No, Niners won the game. They lost this game. All right, cool. I didn't. I didn't know. It's not marked on here because you're an idiot. But yeah. All right. On to this coming week. Not as one of the game. Jimmy Garoppolo. MVP. He did what Jimmy G does. He does Jimmy We're G does. both still tied at 34 and 30. We're above 500 by four games. All right. First game is Colts versus Denver. Oh, we're going into it that fast? Yes. Okay. Somebody's trying to rush through the podcast. We're only 50 minutes in. It's not too bad. Um, What do you say? Uh, Colts versus Denver? Mm. I'll go Denver. Are you picking Indianapolis? I'm picking Denver. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Giants versus Packers. It's oh, especially with the with the Colts not having. Is um, this game at Lambo? Yeah, the second team is always the one that's at. Second team's always at home. Okay, that's how the games are. Um, but I like I wanted to say with the with the game tonight. Thursday Night Football, Colts and Denver. Colts will be without Jonathan Taylor, their best running back. The he guy hasn't that'll... really been amazing anyway. He hasn't, but I think that's because that their so offensive line hasn't been playing really, as but well. But is it really going to hurt them any? It's going to make them worse, but he hasn't been doing much anyway. But that's a guy you have to plan for, and I think without him, that's a guy that the Denver defense doesn't have to worry about. Not to mention, um, for Denver, Javante Williams, their running back, got hurt. He's out for the rest of the season. Hurts a couple of my fantasy teams. Because he was a guy I thought was going to be really good going to the season with a better throwing quarterback, um, but I still believe in Denver. Russell Wilson will kind of do enough to win the game. Cool. Next game: Giants versus Packers. Packers have to, right? It's just no other. Go Packers. Go ahead. I dare you. I want to pick the Giants. Go ahead. Now here's why. Where are they at? They're at Lambeau, right? It's at Lambeau. I'll give you this. I'll give you this tidbit: the Giants are probably going to be without Daniel Jones. No, actually, no. He will play, but his ankles hurt. His, his, okay, he's so kinda, he's not he's mobile, so I'm going Packers. Why? You're not allowed to do this anymore. Why do you write full names sometimes, and then other times you don't? I was Stop it. Stop complaining. Stop being bad. I'm not being bad. God, you suck. Why you got to be mean to me all the time? Why do you have to be awful all the time? I'm not Buffalo being versus awful. Pitt. I gotta pick Buffalo. I already um, wrote it. As down. a Steelers fan, I have to get this. Look, I have to get this look, take out. Look, I had this take look, out. I don't Let care. I don't care. I don't care. No, you do not get the take out. I do not care. I don't care. Let me get this out. We at best, Ohio State will win. I mean, not I said Ohio State. Pittsburgh win five games at best. I don't care. I I would love to say I can see Kenny Pick coming in and surprising people. But with the problems that we have on offense, Kenny Pickett's not going to be able to change it. He will get some first downs that Trubisky wasn't getting. But I, I'm i just looking for hope this season. Hopefully, as the season goes along, he Kenny Pickett will get better and better. I'm go- I know that we're going to have some growing pains. But I'm just ready to go. If we're going to suck, we'll suck. We'll have a top 10 pick, get a player. Um, I'm just hoping Kenny Pickett will prove that he's the guy after this season. If not, we'll get a great quarterback. But I already went through the season optimistically. I see five wins as the cap for us, and that's just the way I see it. TJ Watt does come back at the end of October, make things a little bit more interesting, but I think just the flaws that we have on our team is just 
little bit too strong for me um, as of right now. I can my as the facts change, so will my opinion. So I'm definitely open to things changing in my head. But as of right now, this is that's the way I see it. Buffalo. What team is CHA? Charlotte. Yeah. What team is CHA, Joe? Charlotte. Okay. There's Charlotte who? Why is CHA on on this board, Joe? I was thinking, is that the Panthers? Carolina. All right. Next game is Chicago versus Minnesota. Just just pick. Chicago versus Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah. Justin Jefferson will go off on this in this game. I have no doubt. Detroit about versus that. New England. Whoa, whoa. St. Brown and Swift are both out. St. Brown's out too. Were you about to pick Detroit? I already had Detroit down. Um also while I was having my my good thoughts, you just kind of went ahead in the games. Yes. Dang. I've heard you say this four times this I week. Know. I have to say it on the podcast. That's where it matters. No one cares about the Steelers. I care, and that's enough. You're worse than Houston. We yeah. I don't care about if you. we face Houston, we'd beat them. I picked we picked wrong for the worst team in the NFL. It's you. It's not us. It's you. It's not us, Chase. Come on, don't 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 be like this. At the end of the season, you're gonna be the worst team in the NFL. No, we're not. I believe it. No, we're not. I believe it. All right, uh, New England, Detroit, Detroit. What? Okay. That team has a lot of grit. Grit, they're still going um, Whatever. Patriots are going to be playing with you, Bailey Zappi. You don't need to explain it to me. No, I'm explaining it to the podcast as to why I'm thinking that way. Patriots still Hold have on, Bailey Zappi in at quarterback. With Zappi. Let me... They're still playing with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. You're not going to change your pick right now. I am. I hate you. You're just trying to play for the tie. You're not trying You're not trying to have the grit. Um, Bailey Zappi is still going to be playing for the Patriots. I just think Detroit has proven to be, even though off, their, their defense is not great at all. But they still have a running game, even without Swift. Their um, back of running back, Williams, is doing very good still. Um, and they're still throwing with throwing to Hawkinson very well. And they're, they're finding ways to win. I just believe in that. The Patriots have just looked so awful. Okay. Seattle or the Saints? Saints. This is a get-right game for the Saints um, with – I, I think Jameis is coming back this week. Even if not, the Red Rifle um, and Andy Dalton played very well last week. Forgot Andy Dalton to start right now. <laughs> well, that's if he that's if he plays it. I think All I right. think uh, Jameis is supposed to come back this week. Okay, so I will give it to New Orleans, Miami, or the Jets. Um. Oh, I would probably go Miami, oh. just because all you have to do to, to with Bridgewater is tell him not to mess up, and that my that, that Miami defense is good, especially that defensive line where the Jets don't have a good offensive line. So I'd probably I'd probably I'd probably go Miami even without Tua, because that's still a ready-made team. I I gotta go Miami, but I'm gonna tell you I really don't feel good about it. <laughs> the All way right. that offense looked after, oh, after against the um, the Bengals after Tua left the game, makes me feel so iffy about that game. Be totally honest with you, I feel I don't I don't feel good about that pick at at all. All right, uh, tennis. My bad. Atlanta or Tampa Bay? Um, Tampa Bay. I think after losing to the Chiefs the way they did, 
their defense will come out with a different fire. I don't think Atlanta has nearly the the firepower that okay. <laughs> you picked Atlanta. I did, and here's Good why: because I think Brady's gonna be not Brady. Oh, so I, I think we're not gonna see Tom Brady on that field. I think we're gonna see a husk of what he was. I don't think he's been the same all of the season. I, I know, but I now that all right. So Tom Brady's getting divorced. Like it's being it's in the making. Uh, I think he's going to be a husk of what he should be. He hasn't looked the same this season. I can I know, I can but attest now, to that. Now that divorce is like it's that's starting to go through, he's going to be different. Maybe, or maybe he just he goes into football a lot more now that he doesn't have anything else to deal with. Hey, I'm getting divorced. It is what it is, and now football is my only my only love. Now I don't have anything maybe. keeping me away from football. Maybe I just I just think with that that defense is just crazy. The, Fal- the Falcons don't have Cordell Patterson in this game. He got ah, hurt. Ah, what? <laughs> oh, Cordell, ah. oh, you don't know about Cordell Patterson not playing? Oh, uh, a good. He's gotta, gonna be out for like the next cool. three to four weeks. I gotta take him out of fantasy then. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I got other things to do. Uh, okay, cool. I'm He's glad. not gonna be playing. Kyle Pitts has not really gotten going at all this year, which kind of sucks. I picked him in a couple fantasy leagues. That's that kind of sucks. They're not using. The prize tight end, that's such a matchup problem against any team he faces. God, but my other team sucks. Atlanta's is not really good at throwing the football. It just is, it's just how it is for them right now, which is why Cordova Patterson was so good because they would just kind of use him as an outlet guy, pass to him a couple times I a have, game, have him go I out and just two some yards. players on IR, and they're both running backs. Well, get rid of one of them. My bad. Can't I have keep them both. three running backs hurt. Can't keep, them, can't keep all three of them. My bad. I have four running backs hurt. That sucks. I have no backups. Okay, cool. But no, uh, that's very cool. important. Cordell Patterson's not playing for like the next month or so. Kyle Pitts isn't doing great. They can't really throw the football. Tampa Bay's defense will win the day for them. Even if Tom Brady still isn't the guy that we all saw he was last year. That's all I got on that. Next game. Tennessee or Washington. It's so funny. After the game that Tennessee had last week, it makes you want to pick Tennessee. I almost want to look at the spread in that game to see what Vegas thinks. You go ahead and say why you'd pick who. I don't really care if they brought this game. I don't want to pick Washington. And I don't want to pick Washington because here's why. Carson Wentz is not trustworthy. But the Titans have a pretty decent secondary. Right. Right. And their only real worry is Terry McLaurin. I think he might go off in this game, though. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. I don't think Tennessee has anybody so, on the back end that can cover him. I know, but then Tennessee is Chase. Chase is still not playing. Chase still hasn't played yet. So no. that defensive line is nowhere near as scary for Derrick Henry. Right, but and then the who you're protecting, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill? That, yeah, but that's another thing is that they don't have any receivers to throw to, so they're really there's no threat in the secondary. Actually, they do. They I mean, they have Robert Woods. Robert Woods is a really good wide receiver. He's he, played well this season. He's good, but he's not a threat. It's not a huge threat. That's true. So there's not. A, ah, that's hard. I'm picking the Commanders. I think I might too. Not no. I we need to split our our records. Cannot be the same after this week is over. It just can't. We cannot do this again. We did. Oh, we didn't split. We haven't split at all. We have not split not once yet, have we? Washington is W A S. Oh, W-A-H. you picked you picked Atlanta. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, you switched after yeah. I told you about Cordell Patterson. Dang it! You do you not know the abbreviations for teams, Joe? I thought it was W A S, but I wasn't totally sure. Jacksonville, Houston. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> I already have that down for both. San Fran or Carolina. 
San Fran. Dallas or the Rams? Oh, this could be it. This could be the spot. This could be the spot. <laughs> this could for sure be the spot. Uh, the Rams offensive line hasn't been that great. I think the, one of the reasons why the Rams lost last game was because they didn't have um what's his face? Oh boy. Um with all that, I would pick the Rams. I was too. I hate you. Huh? I hate you. You're picking the Rams? I was going to pick the Rams. I I'm just I'm just thinking about it the way I see it is just with all right, Philadelphia, Arizona. I feel like we go Philly here. Dallas's defense is really good, though. I know, I know, but Trayvon Diggs ain't stopping Cup. And even if they That's do, true. On, Trayvon Diggs is their only DB. The uh, the Rams have a lot of receivers and a pretty good running back and a good tight end. They have a lot on offense, and their defense is nothing to scoff at. That is the scariest defensive line I've ever seen in my life. Aaron Donald was the guy I was thinking of that it will be back for this game. Yeah, that and that is game. that is horrifying for anybody. I'm the Rams just make sense. All right, Arizona and Philadelphia, Philly, Philly, got to keep riding that wave. That's they're winning on any cost, man. Cincinnati, Baltimore. You gonna split with me here? This might be a Go split. Ahead, this split, might be a split with me. I dare you. Yeah, trust that secondary. Split, split with me. Do it. Yeah, but I also... Go ahead. Have, Hurst has been playing like a dog. We could I, throw to anybody. Split with me. I, I would dare ha- you. I would have to trust the Bengals. You actually just said that that defense isn't playing well. You're going to split on a game like this? That means I'd have to trust the Bengals' defense. I, Eli Apple's not stopping nobody. Who's he has to stop? Devin Duvernay? Really? Duvernay's been balling. And who else are you going to throw to? Andrews? Our linebackers Obviously, are dogs. Andrews, Stop Andrews a monster. All right, go ahead. Pick Baltimore. Go ahead. Pick Baltimore. Joe Burrow came out with a vengeance last two games. Pick Baltimore. Do it. I'm going to do it. Pick Baltimore. I already did. No, you didn't. Yeah. You did not pick Baltimore already. Statistically, if I pick my team, I we lose. You. Statistically, How? if I pick my team, we lose. Oh, so now, now you're picking against I have to pick against my team. You did not talk all that smack I just to pick the team. To pick you, you forced me into. You talked me into picking the Baltimore Ravens, who I wanted to pick already, and it turns out you picked the Ravens. So even if you're picking against, you pick against your own team for them to win. Doesn't that mean you just see that you see there's a you're not that confident? So you see there is a way in which the Baltimore Ravens do win this game. No, I don't. Week four, I picked. I picked. A, I picked Minnesota. We won. I picked uh, the Dolphins. We won. Week three, where are we at? I picked the Jets. We won. Week two, I picked my Bengals. We lost. Week one, I picked my Bengals. We lost. Statistically, if I pick my Bengals, we lose. I can't pick my Bengals. He just threw all the papers on the floor with all of our picks. So he just and if this is correct, if we win again this coming week, just start picking against me. <laughs> I, I'm actually going with who I think is going to win the game. I, Joe, I can't pick my Bengals because if I do, we lose. How do you know that? Because statistically, it's only a hundred percent of the four. A hundred percent of the time, if I pick it's my only Bengals, only four games. Okay, so prove how. 
during all four of those games, I picked my Bengals, we lost. I pick them again, we lose. I don't pick them, we win. I don't pick them, we win. So statistically, 100% of the time, if I pick my Bengals, they lose. It's and 100% of the time, if I don't... Four times? It's just coincidence. <laughs> only four you. games. Screw you. I'm not picking my Bengals. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas versus Kansas City. Um, dang. That's a tough game. Kansas City seven point lead. I wish we were playing with the with the points because that would be so much more fun. That would make it harder. Um, but next season, next next season, I'll get you to start doing points when we can actually bet. Well, I can bet. Um, to win, just to win the game straight up. I gotta pick the Chiefs. Okay. I have the Chiefs written the down. Chiefs, the Chiefs looked so dominant last game. I, there's no way I can... Even you though the Raiders got their win. Yes, but you can't pick against the team that's absolutely destroying. The Raiders look... They look good against the, the Denver last week. I just think... Man, I just think that's it's a really tough game. To be totally I'm picking my you. Bengals. Oh, look at you! Look at you having belief in your team. If we you lose... So it, proud real quick, if we lose, I, I'm going to punch you in the face. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm so you're laughing, hey, but I'm so you're hit, serious. You're hitting me on a week where I got to, I have to pick against my own team because that's just where my heart and my mind are right now. If, so you don't no, get to do that to me. Absolutely. What? Yes, I, I do. I was the one I'm, at the beginning of the season if, saying if I can't lose, pick against my own if team. If we lose, and from me picking my team, I'm going to punch you in the face, Javante. I am not going to hold back any strength. I'm going to be trying to Look, take your head off. I started off the season. Not I being able to pick against my own look team, because I'm like, hey, look at the I just can't pick my against face. my team. There is not but one I cannot care. with I understand a, with a good conscience pick my own team because care. we're not that good there right is now. Not one care in my brain. If we lose, because I picked my team, I'm going to punch you in the face. No matter where you are, you can be at work. I'm going to come to work. And this, I'm going to punch this you. This is the about face. me trying to be about I the do best not picks care. possible. I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm doing this as if somebody's betting on my picks. That's what I'm sticking to. You're deciding to pick a different way. You can't blame me, Joe. I think my Bengals are going to win. You you ragged on me for not picking my Bengals, for not picking the team you think is going to win. You're fading your own team so you would win, but you tech, but you technically picking them to lose. Picking that doesn't make any sense. How many times are you going to erase and re- rewrite? It's like a superstition. Before before a baseball game, you do certain things. Before you swing, you do certain things, correct? I get it, yes. I know I get that. There's part. a routine. Yes. If routinely I pick my Bengals to win and routinely they lose, why would I continue to pick my Bengals? It's only been four games. You can't call that. Routine. And out of all four games, if I pick them, they lose. If I don't, they win. Uh huh. I don't recall. I'm not good at math, but if I recall, that's a hundred percent. That's only four games, though. It's not a whole. But season. that's a hundred percent. As of right now, it's a hundred percent. I have a hundred percent completion rate till I throw one that's incomplete. Okay. Correct only, or incorrect? Okay, I get that, but the I was just la- I was dogging on you for the fact you're fading your own team. All right, so cool. they could win. That's so it's it. kind of funny. Don't be throwing things. It's not nice. Screw you. But yes, Raiders looked really good last week. Um, I hate to. I like. I real. I would love to pick the Raiders. They're one in three. I feel like this is the spot where Chiefs coming off a big win against Tampa Bay. This could be a letdown spot for them against the Raiders. But I just that Raiders offense is not playing well enough for me to feel confident in picking them. As well as that Chiefs defense isn't actually looking terrible either. So I just think with all that, God, I picked the Chiefs in this game. And how many team? How many did we split? 
None? Zero? Are you being serious with me right now? Denver's Colts. We both picked Denver. Packers, uh, Giants. We both picked the Packers. Pittsburgh, Buffalo. We both picked Buffalo. Chargers, uh, Browns. We both picked Chargers. Chicago, Minnesota. We both picked Minnesota. Uh, Patriots, uh, Lions. We both picked the Lions. Uh, Saints, Seahawks. We both picked Saints. Minnesota, um, Dolphins, Jets. We both picked uh, Dolphins. Tampa Bay, Atlanta. We both picked Tampa Bay. Washington, Tennessee. We both picked Washington. Jacksonville, uh, Houston. We both picked Jacksonville. San Francisco, Carolina. We both picked San Francisco. Rams, Cowboys. We both picked the Rams. Philadelphia, uh, Arizona. We both picked Philadelphia. Baltimore, Cincinnati. We both picked Baltimore. Kansas City, Las Vegas. We both picked Kansas City. Give me the Cowboys. You want the Cowboys? Give me the Cowboys. We need splits here. Give me the Cowboys. That game is close enough. It could go, I could see that game going either way. Give me the Cowboys on that. And I feel like I want to do one more. Okay. Couple games that I saw is going either way. That's kind of where. That's like the first one that comes to brain. Like, just, let me kind of say this list one more time. Uh, I don't need you to say it. How about New England, Detroit? That's a toughie. You want to switch on that? No, I like Detroit in that game. Okay. How about Washington, Tennessee? No, Washington technically is the underdog in this situation. I'm picking the underdog. Tennessee's favorite only they're only favored by a point. No, but uh, there's no other game on here that makes sense to switch, Joe. Man. And honestly, statistically, you're going to lose if you switch. Maybe the Jets, you can switch on that game. But even then, the Dolphins have such like a way better team with or without Tua. That is true. So st- statistically, the da- Cowboys, yeah, cool. I can understand that. I can see Jets, da- uh, Cowboys winning that, but Cowboys, Eagles, you could pick. You could pick Cincinnati. No, that just wouldn't be smart. Okay, that's the only that yeah that that game's only one I I saw as if awesome. Yes, enough. you could toss it up. Anything else? I can't. Believe I'm really rooting for the Cowboys. To yes, you are. Our- my to God. break our our, uh, our tie, or to give me the win, it's gonna break our tie either way. Do, do either I'm gonna believe you're not for winning at the end of the season, huh? Do I get anything? Respect. I don't respect you. I'm saying I'd respect you if you want. If you want, beat me at these picks. I want money. Give me your money. You want to put money on the line? Not really. I don't care that bad. Twenty bucks. Sure. Twenty bucks a piece. Yeah. Winner gets forty bucks. Yeah. And you know, winner only gets twenty dollars. Huh? That's not how that works. If it's twenty bucks a piece, all you get to do is keep your twenty dollars, and then you get twenty dollars. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Twenty bucks. Other hand has to be right. Come on. Thank you. All right, we're playing for twenty bucks. Cool. Uh, this has been the James Post podcast. No, we're not ending the podcast right now, you sucker. All right. There's one other conversation I really wanted to have. Us both being Yankee fans, Aaron Judge. This pat like what is this two days ago? He has done it. He is now officially the American League single season home run hit home run leader at sixty two home runs, which is probably what he's going to sit at because he already rested last game yesterday. I'm pretty sure there's probably going to rest him the rest of the rest of the season because I think the uh, this the playoff what is it? Not ratings, but uh, playoff picture is now set. 
they're at where they're going to be. The rankings, not rankings. It's that, where they're at in the playoff pick in the playoff uh, bracket. Okay. Brackets are set. Okay. Okay. So he's going to be resting the rest of the season. Um, he has now hit sixty-two. That's where he's going to be at. He is close to a triple crown. He's going to win the MVP this season, even over Shohei Otani. I think he's hit like thirty something home runs and has over 200 strikeouts, an amazing season by any metric. I just think Aaron Judge's doing it this season with pitching as high as it is. I think score um scoring runs is down by over uh half a run a game now with the pitching the way it is. Probably one of the most dominant hitting seasons of all time by Aaron Judge with 62 home runs. But here's where the question is. Um Roger Maris Jr., um, the obviously Roger Maris, the last um, home run leader, but 61. He had the had the last record that was set in the American League, which was which was broken in the early 2000s by Barry Bonds. Um, who was the other one? <laughs> right in the eye. What? What do you want? Who was the other home run hitter? I don't that? know. Why are you asking me? I don't know. I thought because you, you. No, I don't freaking know. You don't have to be so mad. I'm sorry. I didn't even, ow! That's a pencil. You can. Yeah, I hope it poked your eye. I don't know why. Why are you asking me? I don't know. Okay, Barry Bonds. Why would is I the know one that? That's at the record. I, I wasn't a, born yet. I know, but you. I was born three years later. I don't know. Okay, I get. The, I, look, you are an encyclopedic. You don't. You have a knowledge for random facts when it comes to baseball. That because you watch baseball yeah, videos all the time about stupid players. No one cares about like Ian Happ. <laughs> I don't know actual facts. <laughs> I know BS to talk about. I'm gonna look up single season home run leaders, okay? So I can have it for myself. Sorry, hit you in the eye. I did not mean hit you in the eye. Barry Bonds has the actual record at 73 home runs. He set that in 2001. Mark McGuire hit 70. Sammy Sosa hit over 60 twice. So did Mark McGuire. He hit 65 and then 70. Um, Sosa, actually Sosa did it multiple times. Sosa did it three times. For 63, 64, and then 66. Mark McGuire did it twice at 65 and 70. Barry Bonds did it once. He has the record with 73. Aaron Judge, 62. Now people are calling it Aaron Judge, not only the AL single season home run king, they are calling him the clean single season home run king. That's fair. Here's what I'll say. Is that it could be because somebody, Jeff Passan, who's a really big MLB MLB reporter, he kind of put this in a weird, in a, in a kind of way I didn't really think about it. Was if you want to talk about what's clean and what's not clean, the Yankees won a championship with guys that were hitting, that were juicing. A-Rod in 2009, there was like another six players that were doing it back in, t- in 2000, 1999, 1998, when they were, they were juicing when we won the championships then. So are we going to start, are we going to start canceling championships now too? He's like, if we do it to one thing, it opens up Pandora's box for everything. A lot of things we should do that to. Like, the Astros should not have a championship currently. I get that. I I just think he was making a point that you can can say these things 
and they can have an asterisk. You can you have to add context when you talk I about know, Barry Bonds. But home what's run. more impressive, a guy doing it normally or a guy doing it on steroids? Oh yeah, for sure. But 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 that's what I'm trying to make the that's what I'm trying to make the the kind of difference here. Would you just call Aaron Judge the the home run king, or would you have to add the context? He is the home run king for a guy that did not hit, that did not juice during the steroid era. Does that make it a much bigger? a much bigger title that he has because you have to mention, hey, Barry Bonds still did what he did. You can't necessarily wipe out all of baseball history, right? So I can get why, why a guy like that would say, hey, how about we just paint everything with the broad brush because it is what it is. That Barry Bonds, he'd hit 73 home runs over the wall. He did it while juicing, and you have to mention that. You can't just say Barry Bonds has the lead, has is the leader of this. He has the record without saying, hey, he was juicing at that point. But I also, in my heart, I know I want Aaron Judge. He is the home run king. He did it without cheating. And at, the, at, at my core, I don't want to have to say, hey, somebody was the home run king when I know they cheated. So I just like I just wanted to kind of bring up that kind of because I get the idea of his history and not want to tear, take it out and trying to say, hey, we we can have two things can exist at the same time. So you don't necessarily have to take out one to have the other. But I also have this pit in my stomach where I know this guy cheated. How can I sit here and give credit to a guy that cheated? Even though it happened, he did it. He did what, he did it when he did it, and but he cheated. And it just, it's a, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth when I talk about it. And I just kind of wanted to know your your kind of thoughts on it. No, nothing. Not really. I don't really care. Okay, so you would just you would just say Aaron Judge is the home run king, and that's it. Not mention, not mention the other guys that are above him still. I know, but are you are you doing that again without steroids? That that's that's why I thought that's why I think about it too. Like, hey, is anybody actually going to be able to do that? Can somebody seventy three without can anybody ever do that without steroids? And then you think about this, you put Judge on steroids, he's, he's blowing that number out the water. I have no doubt. So, is it? it's more impressive that he did it without. So, I believe Judge is the home run king, without a doubt. I get that. No, I, I don't believe you are the home run king because you couldn't do it by yourself. You cheated. Now, of course, it's, that Judge's record is going to be very hard to do again. Judge is a freak of nature. In the wrong sport. Do you know he's 19 home runs ahead of anybody else in the I know. league this year? 19. I know. Like that's like that's insane. I think the last person to even get this close was John Carlo at 59 in 2017. So I just don't think. No, like you, I totally agree that nobody above him is getting those. Sammy Sosa, McGuire, and Bonds were all known cheaters when they did it. They were all we all know it. And I don't want to ever give somebody credit, especially in sports where things are black and white. Numbers are what rules the day. And hey, you know who's better by who did better when they did it. And when somebody obviously cheated, that puts a scarlet letter on all that you achieved. I just, I, I but I also can get the idea that hey, you do, you can put the scarlet letter all over what they did without necessarily trying to erase it. I, I just kind of see both sides of it here, even though I really like wanted to be just, in my perfect view, we just say, Aaron Judge is the home run king. And it hit me hard every time I saw, hey, Aaron Judge is so good and he did it, but he's also tw- he's also 11 home runs behind the guy that did it the most. 
Like I like it's it, it felt like a stab in the back every time I saw it on Twitter. A lot of Red Sox fans like to mention it. I feel like you funny. care too much. Baseball is one of those things where records matter. And I, I know, like, I know, I know. And judges' records are borderline in history. I think you care too much. I think it. That's why they said he was chasing the record. He wasn't chasing bonds. He was chasing the record. Everybody, how they said it, he's chasing history. The he's American not League bonds. record. I know, but he was, he was chasing history. He wasn't chasing bonds. He was chasing the record. No, he I- achieved the record. Judge isn't sitting at home or I didn't hit 71. No, he's no, sitting he's, at home. I achieved the record. Yeah, because he so why I think you care more than the person who's doing it. I just I just I just thought I just like the conversation behind it because I think it's an interesting it's conversation. A conversation. Give the dude his record. Oh, he has the he has the exactly. American League record, but he's the home run king. I, that's that's where the conversation is. It's how comes you through. see it. I get it. I guess it, it's, it's not it's person. not it's not much conversation. It's just how you see and feel about it. Like, do you believe Bond should be in the in the Hall of Fame? Do you believe a lot of these guys should be in the Hall of Fame? Pete I, Rose, Sammy Sosa's in the Hall of but Fame. But I also, but I also can, but I also can it's, admit it's a viewpoint. A lot of the stuff on baseball, especially older baseball, is a viewpoint. Yeah, the guy like in the '90s, they're using stuff on their fastballs. All of them are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Heck of it! Somebody brought it up for um for uh, Babe Ruth. He was hitting that many. Home, he was hitting sixty home runs. When they weren't letting black people exactly. play there, so it's all how you see it. If yeah. you believe he deserves, he's the home run king. He's the home run king. I, I, it's just how you see it. It's a viewpoint. Baseball is a lot of viewpoints. I get that, but you I also, have old school baseball, you have new school baseball, and you have a, a up and coming baseball. Steroid era. There's a lot of stuff you need to view. So it's just how you view it. I get that. I, I was just, I was just there for. I was just trying to have the the all around conversation that's been happening on Twitter because it's. I've been reading it all. I've been going Twitter's through an it. awful place. I don't go there. It's not an awful place. It's an awful place. It's where thing conversation conversations are had. So I just figured it was like it was like a very interesting. Even though you turned out not to be the guy to have this long drawn out conversation about, I totally respect that. You kind of keep me so grounded I in that way. A lot of conversation to have. I think it's just how you see it. It's how you feel about it. Everything is a viewpoint, no matter what it is in life. You you view it differently than I do. I just think yeah, but, judge is the home run king. But that's the thing. The, isn't that weird to have that conversation when sports is supposed to be one of those things is that I do better than you if I do more than you. My numbers leads that kind of thing. Records are numbers based, right? With all of those things with that should be black and white. Men men lie, women lie, numbers That's don't. Thing. That's the saying, right? That's the thing. But now we have this to is put baseball. Numbers don't lie in other sports. Numbers lie in baseball. Yeah, because there was no ju- there was no juicing area er- era in basketball. There was no juicing era in football. Numbers don't lie. Well, they don't test for juicing in football. Exactly. <laughs> so numbers don't lie in soccer and lacrosse, in basketball, in football, in cricket, and anything else but baseball. Number lies because numbers can be fudged for so much. Yes, numbers lie. And I also think there's so many numbers that are being tracked. I think it's yes. it makes it to where So in baseball where we have five different eras, there's no different eras. There's a three-point era, but even then the numbers your his numbers don't but lie. I think there there are eras in football. Yes, but there's not many. Like the passing era where like the passing started to become That's like, true, but that's that's not something that couldn't have happened back then. Yeah, it's just ha- kind of how just it didn't. happened. It no, just for didn't. Sure. No. So it's it's just different. That's why there's there's different rushing leaders. Rush there's Henry was close to the rushing record this year, a couple years ago. In a passing style NFL. It's not something that can't happen in the NFL. 
and is more likely to break records in the NFL. This is why MLB let records are long standing. And that's what that's what makes this that's what makes me care about it so much. Because I know, but the record in the MLB that's but the record is given to how you think about it. If you think the steroid era does not count as an era of baseball, cool. I believe it counts as an era of baseball, but I don't believe the records are, are their records are not clean. So you you just, you're just adding set, an asterisk. I know it's there's an asterisk. You did it, but you didn't do it the same way as this guy did. Okay. This guy, what he did was much more impressive to me. Okay, but if that's the case, you can't call Aaron as a home run king then. Absolutely, you can. You're just going to call him the clean home run king. Yes, he did okay. it normally. What you did was impressive, but it's nowhere near as impressive as doing it how he did it. Because the the circumstances at which he did it. Yes. By not juicing. Yes. And by when he was doing it. By Absolutely. Pitching and all that. So I think it's just okay. different. It's just how you see everything. Okay, I totally get that. I think it, I think think it's a, it's an interesting conversation when it talks about in a in stuff where it's supposed to be black and white. Numbers lie. Numbers don't lie. Numbers can lie. Baseball is not black and white. Bla- Nothing is black and no, white. No, baseball is a huge shade of gray. I think everything is. No, everything else is black and white. Yeah, but it, no, because NBA. LeBron has every num- number number wise, he's past Jordan. But guess what? Jordan is still considered the goat. Am I wrong? You may be losing, but I'm. But that's a decent point, right? Numbers wise, LeBron is everything except, except for, for the championships, free throw shooting, and championships, which is what matters. Are you the? Did you win? Did you win? Golden State. What were they? They were something in nine. Okay, Kareem. Kareem has Kareem. No, sorry, Bill Russell. More championships than Jordan. Jordan's still considered the better player. So numbers doesn't always we we fudge numbers. We like we look past some and we put name, emphasis on others. Name a very famous player from Bill from Bill Russell's era besides Wilt Chamberlain. No, you're name right. a very famous player from Jordan's era. Obviously, there's a lot, there's many. Exactly, there's a difference. Okay. Bill Russell was the only freak of nature. So, like Jordan was a different so like freak you said, of nature. Numbers aren't black and white, then. No, numbers very black and white. No, because you just put you just I put know, context. But on Jordan's it. the goat because he did it with other players. Bill Russell is an amazing player, but he didn't do it with anybody else. There was no other freak of nature besides Wilt Chamberlain, and they played in different conferences. Okay. Jordan had to go up against these guys multiple times a game, multiple times a year. Okay. And he beat them. He was better than them. He was a different freak of nature. There was many freaks of nature. He was different than the rest of them. Same as Giannis. Giannis is a freak of nature. He's different than the rest of them. He's not the same kind of freak of nature. He's a monster. He's not a freak. He's a monster. There's a difference. Okay. All right. With that, Jason's about done. I'm going to go ahead and leave it off to you guys. I don't know how you think about it, but you go ahead. Yeah, talk, to the, talk to people you know. See if you can have an interesting conversation, but maybe a little bit more than what we had, even though it turned out to be pretty good, even though you, you wouldn't really talk about it. With that, leave it to leave it with that, and then I will go ahead and say, hey, before we end this off, subscribe, look to the podcast, like the podcast, share your podcast with friends, um, with anybody that you know, um, anybody that's been listening, I appreciate it, and if you're going to share or like the podcast, I appreciate that as well. Rate the podcast five stars as well if you're already there. And that is about it for me. I'll follow Twitter. See, it's funny. You know me so well. Follow the Twitter as well, JB Sports Pod. Follow my Twitter, uh, at Javante Boozer. And then Jace's Twitter, J- at Jace Boozer 1. 
is your Twitter. Um, try to follow all of us. Have this conversation online. Trust me, I'll be I'll be willing to talk to anybody that wants to talk and listen. So, and that's about it. This is all going to be music playing while all this is going on. So you can Are you done? Now. You're 100% done. I've been silent. This is the Davis Post Podcast. Thank you guys for listening today. You guys have a nice day. Bye.